It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. That's six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled that. Baz is on the charge. Well, an interesting development over the weekend was the former South African Springbok coach, Rusty Erasmus, has moved from his coaching position into the waterboy position. Quite an interesting play, really, considering that the new coach, Jack Nienabar, I think is how you pronounce it, has just taken over. And to me, I have a slight concern with this because I'm a firm believer that in leadership structures, you need a clear chain of command and everyone needs to find the right seat on the bus and get their bus heading in the right direction. To me, this muddies the waters. It, it just undermines the, the new coach, Jacques Nenaba's ability to be able to make um, firm decisions because you have the former coach out there in the heat of the battle, running water, delivering messages to Rassi Erasmus. Now, no matter how good that friendship is between the old coach and the new, there must at some stage be a difference of opinion. And a difference of opinion, whilst it can be great for environments, can also create a little bit of uncertainty, especially when the pressure is on. So I don't think South Africa rugby has got this one quite right. I think they need a structural change. And I'd be very, I'd love, I'd love to find out the exact reasons for this decision to be made because it, to me it doesn't seem like the logical decision to give the new coach, Jacques Nineba, the best opportunity to be able to put his print on the Springboks rugby lineup. So get the right people in the right seats on the bus, heading in the right direction, keep a very simple and clear message, and you give your environment the best opportunity to succeed. I'm not sure the Springboks have got this one right, Louis. Well, he's got his eye in. Bears is on the charge. Anything leadership, he certainly does have his eye in. I'm very, very curious about this, Baz. Know, know your seats on the bus. It's a, it's an interesting analogy. Do you think there's any room for kind of collective leadership? So is there a way in which this actually does work best for that squad, having Erasmus's critical eye coming out there and talking directly to those players? I think there's definitely a, an opportunity for collective leadership, but I'm not sure having him so close to the pressure situation and so close to the real-time decisions is the right way to do it. 
perhaps a different a method could have been for him to sit, be uh, separate from the environment and to be offering mentorship and, and thoughts and, and, uh, and his, his um, expertise. But for him to be out there on the field, running water, delivering messages, I just can't see how that is empowering the new coach to be able to run the organisation the way that he wants to. Yeah, that makes it makes makes a lot of sense when you point out that, that like that. So I guess a stereotypical water boy is a senior leader within the team, or quite often. Like I remember Liam Messon would bring the tea out in the World Cup. So a, a guy that definitely would be good enough to be in the team understands as friends with the players. Does that make more sense to you? Yep, definitely. And I think the other thing is that I'm a firm believer that that your coach is the keeper of the vision, and 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 the the keeper of the vision is at all times having to mould and manoeuvre the environment based on emotions, success, performances, experience within the setup. You're constantly having to try and mould the environment and, and the, the players and the setup to stay on task to the long-term vision. There's going to be times where you retreat somewhat and other times where you go at breakneck speed towards the target. But overall, the coach has to be the keeper of the vision. Now, if the keeper of the vision is saying one thing and then right at the last moment, the former keeper of the vision, which maybe the vision is slightly different because I don't imagine it's always going to be the same, then you're going to have mixed messages throughout the environment. And I just, I don't think it's giving the new coach the best opportunity to be able to do his job. And and if anything, uh, what it's doing is, Rassi Rass, uh, Rasmus, he, he should have just stayed in the job. If he was still going to be in and around the environment and he was going to, take up that that responsibility of being a water boy, he should have just been the coach again. I don't quite get the, the rationale behind it. Senior players, fantastic in that role because they're conduits for the coaching staff and also the, the players who are out there and they can provide a little bit of a think tank and, and maybe look at things differently when the pressure's on and pass on some information. But I don't believe that in this instance South Africa's got it right. Wow, that's fascinating. And that's from a bloke who's been there and done that. Um, what's Brendan's thoughts on having co-captains? Cheers, Paul, on double eight, double three. Oh, that's a great question. I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah, I don't mind co-captains, but again, there needs to be a clear understanding of what your roles are. And Look, I think when you talk about getting the right seats on the bus, heading in the right direction, if everyone is aware of where their seat is and it's spelled out to them at the very outset, and they're comfortable to operate in that seat, and they maybe have an, an understanding of where they can go beyond that as well at times, then it's fine. And to me, co-captains are not a problem, providing you know exactly what your rules of engagement are when the pressure comes on. If you don't have those rules of engagement and the pressure comes on, then you start having conflicting opinions, and then you start to lose your impact as a leader on the, on the wider group. So co-captains can work, but there needs to be a very, very clear understanding of who's going to do what, and, and at what situation. I don't want to burn this just yet, so I'm going to tease it. At Later this hour, at about five to the hour, we're going to do In the Sheds. And I've got an In the Sheds question for you, Baz, that I've just thought about now. And that was when you were captaining the Black Caps. So Kane Williamson was your vice, correct? Or was it Tim Southey? Yep. Or, no, it was Kane? Kane? No, yep. Yep. Kane, was, Kane was my vice and Tim Southey was a leader. I'd, I'd often 
um, go to. Yeah, okay. I'd love to find out a bit more about that specific dynamic and what those seats on that very, very successful and exciting bus looked like. It was kind of like a souped-up bus that could drive really fast sometimes. Um, and, and I'm very curious about how that specific kind of mix of personalities and melting pot worked out. So that'll be in the sheds. If you've got anything else, leadership, otherwise, Baz's playing days, please send them through, double eight, double three, because we'll get in the sheds where we kind of find out all that stuff. And um, like that's that's fascinating. You don't want when the pressure comes on, the visions to be getting mingled and, and getting confused. That's that's the crux of it, and that's quite curious, eh, Baz? Yep, that's well, that's my belief anyway. I know there'll be different leadership um, beliefs too, and that's the beauty of it. It's not there's not always one way, and I'm certainly not righteous enough to to think that my way is the only way. But that's that's how I believe it should work, and why I wonder how that South African dynamic's going to work. And throughout the week, we're actually going to get some of New Zealand's most instrumental leaders on as well. We've got Gilbert Anoka to come later in the week. We've got Stephen Fleming. And even today, we've got Brian Stronach, who has been a massive part of the New Zealand cricket resurgence from where it was to where it is today. So it'll be interesting to see his thoughts or to hear his thoughts on, on leadership and also the New Zealand cricket journey. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.